Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review. This is just a bullshit stream, no, but I am going to be talking about Prison Break, House of Cards, Oranges and New Black, a little bit about E3, and a little bit about my silly vacation that I have had. And I don't even know if I started at the right time. I'm still a little out of practice. In fact, I was sitting here at my table being like, should I stream? Should I stream or am I just going to sound like an idiot? Well, more than I usually sound like an idiot. <laughs> but here I am right now, probably not for a long extended stream, but at least for a little bit, just to kind of catch up, eat some ketchup, take some potato chips, dip that shit in some ketchup, stick it in my belly till it tastes really good. That's one of those things that I do that some people think is really weird. There's a lot of things I do that's weird. One, sit in my room in the middle of the evening and talk to a camera and talk to a, a bunch of really awesome folks. The best folks. The motherfucking chat. Who will be joining us throughout. And in fact, I even have them. I can say, hello first, motherfucking chatter. Second, motherfucking chatter. I'm here. Ahem. <clears throat> So, <laughs> also, like I mentioned, I'm going to be talking a little bit about my vacation, a little bit about what going, basically drinking for, basically clinically making myself, <laughs> trying to poison myself with alcohol over a course of a week. Get a little bit into that. Going to sandwich a bunch of personal silliness. This is the issues program. Essentially. I mean, I ha I put a little title, Prison Break, just because that's one of the many things we're going to talk about. But if you're used to some of our usual streams where we try to stay on topic, and by we I mean the insane shit going on in my head, but where, where, where the show tries to stay on topic, this will not be one of those shows. This will be more of me randomly kind of babbling all over the place. So, uh, so I apologize for that. I apologize for that ahead of time. I might need to run away scared at some point in time because I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Who knows what the evening tells? Who knows what kind of Uncle Phil's ketchup couch stuff we're gonna get into as the as this this short stream persists. Let's look into the live motherfucking chat. Holy shit, we got broke, we got Terra, we got analysis, we got lots of friends in the motherfucking chat right now joining us. <laughs> Robert, right up there, man. Right up your side butthole. So, I've been away for a couple of weeks. I was back the other evening with Better Call, or the other afternoon with Better Call Saul with Joe was the first stream back after a couple of weeks off. It it was good to, to get off. <laughs> I couldn't stay away, though. A couple people, some of the stuff I might talk about in this stream might be repetitive for those who were unfortunate enough to catch me on one of the nights of the honeymoon basically being the last person awake on a on this whole resort drunk with a with a bottle of alcohol in my hand and a phone in my other hand going hey everybody i miss you welcome to the issues and issues is tissues of my penis <laughs> saying something like that I, I i don't know i'm afraid to watch it it's private it's sitting on the channel right now it's private <laughs> and also i think i did one on uh the day of the wedding or something like that. Taka did some streaming from the Dirty Issues channel and stuff. But for the most part, I've been away. So it's it's a little different to be back here and sitting in this place. Especially when... Wait, let me go over there. The, the honeymoon live stream was awesome. Yeah, I don't know if it was awesome. I don't know. 
But it is weird to be sitting in the chair now since the week has been over. When you when I was in this situation, I picked, most of this we were lucky enough that we got some gifts for the wedding. So most of the honeymoon ended up being paid for. Not all of it, but most of it. So we went to one of those all-inclusive resort things. And me, I'm one of the cheapest motherfuckers on the face of the earth. I don't, I don't like going anywhere. I don't even, you know, like I don't even like buying dough. I make dough. Like I'm just one, I'm a really cheap fucker. Partially because I'm broke. I mean, if I didn't have, I'm sorry, broke. I'm gonna steal your shit here. But if if I had money, I probably wouldn't be cheap because I don't. I'm very protective of it. But in this case, we're like, fuck it, let's go to one of these places. But my mindset when I go there is, I need to try to eat and drink these people out of everything they have. In fact, on one of the days, I ate, I drank them out of bananas. I was drinking this drink called uh, the donkey, no, called the banana mama, and with these real bananas. And I basically drank so many of them in the course of one day that that they ran out of bananas. I banana killed them. <laughs> I was walking there like, we can't drink with you anymore. <laughs> I was up so late one of the evenings that I ended up hanging out with the staff in one of, uh, <laughs> one of the staff quarters rooms and taking shots and drinking something I never drink before, like a gin and tonic or something. But it was so late in the evening, it didn't matter. I was so drunk, I did karaoke in lots of it. <laughs> That's Stephanie's thing. That's not my thing. I'm horrible. It's, it's a horrible, horrible thing. I'm so, I was so drunk, I bought a drum set. Look, look, I bought a drum set. I can't play it right now. It's too late, but <laughs> no, it was a good time. I was basically analysis, and I'm not a big drinker, regardless of what it says on that wheel right there. <laughs> but I'm much more of a sandwich eater than a drinker when it really comes down to it. But I felt like I needed to get my money's worth. So I did. I woke up at like 9.30 in the morning, got a drink, went and jog, like swam in the beach. I was going to say I jogged. I was going, dun, 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 dun. And I have some more stories I'm going to tell about that as the stream goes on, more towards the end of the stream. I'd, for anyone that happens to peek on in, maybe to listen to some prison break shit or anything else, I, I'll sandwich this these stories because there was a story about me breaking my toe. There was a story about, gosh, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff. Me walking around like the penguin. It, it, that's all one story, but. I'm a goofy fucker that gets myself into a lot of goofy fucker situations. It, it just by just by habit of being me, of being awkward, being goofy, walking around the big hey, everybody, I'm a fucking troll with a smile on my face. Talking about Game of Thrones, like like wearing my splinters coming, or or I was wearing a weird owl shirt one day, and people were going, "Is that you?" I'm like, hey. Silliness. I'm a weird fucker. Timo is in the motherfucking house. Yeah, drunk karaoke was ridiculous. I did. I saw her standing there. I did suck my kiss. I did. What else did I did? A little less conversation by Elvis. I did. <laughs> salt and pepper shoop. That was that was the highlight of the evening when I when I stepped up and did shoop. And Stephanie did the uh, the guy part of the shoop. You know, S N P. You want to get with me? Cool with a skinny wiggle. But, but I did the uh, the salt and pepper parts. That was probably the highlight karaoke of the evening where people came up to me and they thought I worked worked for the for the for the place for 
So I was just a goofy fucker. I was very, very not me. I was more me like this me, the, this me, the me that you guys see, the goofy, ah, I'm all over the place, hey, blah, 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 rather than the, like, the normal life me. That's why Steph's like, why can't you act that way, the way you act on vacation or on your fucking show, <laughs> when, you're hang when we're hanging out with my friends or our friends or something like that, where I'm more of a little quiet, a little more passive. Hi, everybody. I'm quiet. I'm sitting in a corner. <laughs> People, some you guys on the I don't believe you're fucking quiet. Somewhere, somewhere Stephanie's listening up, so she goes, "You're not quiet. You're just antagonistic." <laughs> Me, antagonistic. Me, a prick face asshole. Who could think such a thing? <laughs> Everybody. Oh yes, yes. I, I, I a life of joy for uh, the. I, you look. You guys have to talk to me. You listen to me. You can shut me off. You can turn the volume down. Imagine having to live with me. No one's getting joy. <laughs> no, no one's getting any joy and comfort, except for the dog. So, so let's let's get that out of the way. <laughs> no, I thank you. thank you, thank you a lot. But I'm no, I'm mar I'm married to my podcast. Ste Stephanie knows she's just a. Uh, a bystander along the way. No, I'm I'm kidding. No, I do appreciate it. I just don't. I don't. I don't want to overkill you guys with this stuff because it's it's been some of you guys that have known what's going on with everything. It's been it's been going on for a while. So some people are like, okay, shut the fuck up about your stupid fucking wedding and your damn honeymoon. I want to hear about it. But at this point, uh, and towards the end of the show, I'll get back to it and answer any questions people have that want to know about that sort of stuff. And. Uh, and at one point, maybe I'm gonna be cheesy and put together a a slideshow, and I'll uh, I'll share a link to that when when I get to that point and talk about it again. And people want to see that and share it on the in the Patreon in the Patreon group and uh, and all of that stuff. So blah 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 motherfucker blah 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 blah. I'm sure I will definitely be talking about that again before the end of the stream. Yeah, Uncle Phil married is even creepier. It 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 uh, unlocks my creepy nature. T time to time to start eating more. It's time to start walking around. Time to grow that Santa Claus beard that I've been talking about all these years. <laughs> to make this podcast really horrible. Yeah, I broke. It's if you get a couple drinks of me, you put me in the vacation drunk Vegas kind of situation. Like I'm casino vacation social. You put me in, or you put me in front of people, like on a stage somewhere in front of people. I can kind of be goofy and be interactive and stuff. You put me one on one with someone sitting on sitting in if aside for a party, going off in a group, like in a room somewhere, and talking one on one with somebody. I'm really good. Maybe even like two on one kind of situation. Maybe even a threesome. Maybe even a foursome if the situation's right. But you put me in the midst of a group, even the people I'm the closest with. I kind of. I'm in two speeds. Either I'm very loud or once I'm quiet, I'm quiet. And then I'm reserved and I get kind of antisocial. And my most of my antisocialness comes before I hang out, before I go out. It's the anticipation of it. It's like, I don't want to hang out. I don't want to do it. Fuck that shit. I want to stay home and watch Game of Thrones for the 17,000th time on repeat. <laughs> I want to I I watch Cheers again. You know, like, what the fuck? I don't, I don't want to go do stuff. You can see you have to see people out there. Who wants to do that? 
Someone's tuning in right now going, this isn't a Prison Break review. Where's the Prison Break review? Maybe I should have switched the names in the title and had the Issues Program and then the the Prison Break thing. But I don't care. The Issues Program is a different sort of thing. I mentioned this a couple of times before. People are used to the old review, the old you know the usual review kind of style and in the, the recap where we uh, where we play play music and someone goes like this and we go it's time for the <laughs> recap. <laughs> There'll be none of that. <laughs> I mean, there'll be lots of, <laughs> but but none of none of that other or even mild level of organization. This is stream of consciousness ridiculosity. This is what people had to listen to on the radio and then occasionally I'd play music. And here's a song by a band I like. Fuck, man. Motherfucker. Dirty Joe Lux. So I fucked up his name. Joe's been with Katie, but they're not married. No, Joe and Katie have been together like, I think it's 57 years or something like that. They've been together since she's been in crow form and then she's changed forms and then another form. And then occasionally she turns into a mermaid and then it's like a splash thing with Joe and her. But no, they've been together. Holy crap. Like a really long time. I want to say like pushing upon 20 years or something like that. Maybe. <clears throat> I've actually known Katie a little longer than I've known Joe, but I met them around a similar similar time period. But I knew, and they weren't together right away. Like like I I remember, I want to say it's been about twenty years. Next time we get Joe in the stream, we'll ask him exactly. But they've been together a long time. They they live together. They're together. They're not they're not tech. They're not married. I I believe in common law marriage. They're they're fucking married. King McKay. King McKay is like, what the hell did I wander into? And if you haven't already, and you're in the live motherfucking chat, check out King McKay's stuff. One of the best people out there making shit. Like, I mean, when he sits on the toilet and he makes a shit, it's a good shit. It's a tasty shit. No, I love King McKay's stuff. And definitely check out his channel if you haven't already. I highly recommend subscribing. <laughs> recap. Mike. Okay, here's Timo's official recap. <laughs> Recap! Michael is alive for some godforsaken reason. Needs to escape. Link helps him, but gets shot. The whole thing ends in a cliffhanger. Ah! Actually, Timo, you're you're surprisingly fucking close. <laughs> no, so to quickly get through this, because this is sort of a review rather than a recap. What I think about Prison Break as a whole this season. Prison Break is Prison Break. This feels a little bit more like season two, season three, season four of Prison Break style rather than the first season where it's where it's more compelling television to have to watch. But if you made it all the way through Prison Break and you're a fan of the level of cheesiness that it is, not quite to the level of like the Expendables, but almost in that vein of you have to just close your mind off completely and just go for the ride. It doesn't take itself quite as serious as something even like 24 takes itself a little too serious. Uh, a little too serious. It takes itself serious. Or Heroes, for instance, takes itself serious. Prison Break knows what it is and celebrates that. Celebrates this over-the-top, eating scenery kind of acting with Wentworth Miller, with Teabag, with Link, with Link Huffin and Puffin, with with freaking Lori being a bad mom all over the place as Sarah. Uh, even even more annoying than than uh, Laurie, Laurie on The Walking Dead. I find Sarah on uh, Prison Break even more annoying, played by the same actress. Then you have all kind of like the the very the 
the very specific characters for different different stuff. And the way it all kind of came together this season was very by numbers. But the funny thing I want to say is it was nine episodes and it felt short. I felt like I wanted I felt like it needed to wrap itself up quicker than the story naturally felt like it should have wrapped itself up because it was a quick run. And they they ended up getting renewed and all of that. So there's gonna be more episodes. But I've but they were kind of they, they had a good rhythm going on in the middle of the season, and it just sort of went downhill pretty quick. And then they kind of just pulled characters in when they didn't need need to, uh, nerfed other characters when they didn't have to. All in all, if you like, if you made it all the way through Prison Break, it's not as bad as the worst of Prison Break, like season four stuff, when, when you get Supercop there and, and whatever the hell his name is, and like the, the task force that are doing shit like in the end of season four. The stuff that you get in this season has its moments of entertainment, especially T-Bag. He steals every scene that he's in. But ultimately, if you've never been into Prison Break or you only like season one, this isn't good enough for you to have to fucking go back and watch it. It's just good enough to kind of wet your beak if you really love Wentworth Miller and and Link there and Firestorm and, and Professor Cold there or whatever. And... Uh, and you want more of them and seeing that vibe and stuff. It's fun, over-the-top entertainment. Lots of stuff blowing up. Isn't quite, isn't funny, like something like Lethal Weapon, keep you entertained. But it if you shut your brain off, you can have a few funny moments or a few interesting moments. But, I don't know, I would say, what what are we, what, ten, ten side buttholes that, that, we're, uh, that we're talking about here? I would say out of ten side buttholes... It's like six and a half, seven uh, the side buttholes. But in the within the Prison Break spectrum, it's probably the third best season of Prison Break. Maybe no fourth best season. Tied with the tied with season three, kind of right on season three's level. Am I excited that there's gonna be more of it? Sure. Do I care that there's gonna be more of it? Eh. Will I watch it? Yeah. I know that's the most non-committal bullshit review I've ever heard in your fucking life, Phil. You are a fucking idiot. You need to do. You know what you need to do, Phil. You need to shut the fuck up, Pam. That's right. I need to shut the fuck up, Phil. Wow, Sarah's gotten worse than Lars. She's bad, Timo. I was teabagged once. Not cool. <laughs> Separate story says broke. Oh, fucking Timo. What's everybody? As long as Sucre and Teabag lives, maybe I'll watch one day. Sucre is in there this season. He's he's very much uh, Chekhov Sucre. He just shows up when he has to a couple times. He shows up at the beginning of the season. He goes, uh, Sucre, get out of here. You might be needed later. Okay, I might show up later when I'm needed. And then he shows up later when he's needed. It's he's like Chris Farley in Wayne's World 2. Oh, this information is very needed right now. But it's it's pretty bad. It did it did fall short. Lauren the Walking Dead gets a bad rap or rap or rap or rep or whatever. This is your man. Task Force. When did Suicide Squad do a crossover with Prison Break? Phil, there's too much great uh, TV nowadays to dedicate time to this show. I hear you there, Timo. It's it's more of I'd watch it too. I don't want to I don't want to sell her out because she's asleep and will never listen to this podcast ever. But it's kind of a Stephanie show more than a me show. Where it's something she's like, oh, Prison Break, come back. We have to watch that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, the end of it got pretty crappy there. No, 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 we're watching Prison Break. 
So it's it's one of those shows that we watch that we can watch together. It's not one of the ones I'm like, you have to watch this. <laughs> you must watch this show. Don't you know that this is the greatest shit in the world? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I kind of like this. It's all right. No, you will watch Survivor now. Random question, Phil. What is the most compelling thing on television right now, in my opinion? Right now, in my opinion, the most compelling thing on television on channel seven hundred thirty-eight. There's a st there's a there's a birth going on that I was watching, and they're showing it. Grab no. <laughs> uh, the most compelling thing television show right now that's currently on at this exact moment right now, or just in general on TV right now. Okay, so in this exact moment, it would have to be Better Call Saul. I'm just. I'm compelled by that show right now. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but the storyline has me completely invested or just the world has me invested in that universe again. All my Breaking Bad percolations are perk perked up. Also, the Marvel, but if for a more bold, que bigger question, the Marvel cinemat television cinematic universe of Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, the Defenders thing is is very high on my list of things I'm most excited about right now for television. And there's a show coming out in about three, four weeks or so that is prop is off. I want, I want to say obvious, but it's not, you know, it's uh, game of Thrones is coming and game of Thrones is, is kind of going to take over my television mind and, and thing and everything. And I'm just going to be reading and watching and listening all about it. For seven straight weeks of nonstop. Ah! It almost depresses me to talk about it too much when it's not on. That's why I don't do more off-season content. Because I'm like, oh, okay, so it's coming up. When's Game of Thrones coming up? When's Game of Thrones coming So th that kind of takes over. But those, those shows right, right now are probably very high on my list. And I would say Game of Thrones followed by Better Call Saul, followed by the Marvel Netflix universe is is very are are the top three for me right now. There's a lot of other great stuff that I'm into. Vikings I'm not saying that other show. So, so a lot of a lot of other stuff that I'm into right now, but but definitely those three absolutely absolutely are the top. I feel like I'm missing something, but that's cool. <laughs> but but that's cool. It'll come to me eventually. Sorry, I get distracted. Did Phil say there's going to be a season two to this shite? Uh, you talking about the Prison Break thing? Yes, there it got renewed already, and it was one of the shows listed as renewed in that big renewal podcast thing I did. I have time for like one or two nowadays, Timo. That's the same. That's that's the same thing with me too. There's so many shows I feel like I need to catch up on that I've been. That people have been good enough to let me use their uh, login information for online accounts. That I need to catch up and watch for them. There's so many shows that I want to watch or get into. But then, but it's just tough. It's tough because when I pick up a show, it just becomes my thing. And then I have to watch it nonstop until it's over. And then there's shows that I'm, that I'm committed to just because I'm either watch them with Steph or watch them with other people. Or, or I'm just, I've watched them from the beginning and, and... I'm not a, I'm not a big on the quitting stuff. It takes a lot for a show to suck for me to to eventually quit it if I've sunk a lot of time in. It's like in for a dime in for a dollar. There's only a couple of shows I've actually quit. Charmed being one of them. I could only deal with a couple of seasons minus Shannon Doherty and I'm like I got to shut this shit off. <laughs> I 
I got. I'm gonna shut that shit down right now, Rose McGowan. <laughs> it's super. Yeah, it's just super hard to come. Not complaining because eventually there's enough time to be able to catch up on everything. There'll be a time when you need that television. You know, you're. Hopefully it doesn't happen. You're sick in a fucking bed somewhere. You need to fucking catch up on some television to get healthy. Mm. You're, you're fucking. <laughs> I'm thinking of all these crazy situations. I'm locked in an elevator with a super hot fucking gang of evil biker women that have phones that stream the entire series of all Showtime online. I'm sorry. I don't even know where I'm going with this. Like I said, give me a break. It's like, it's like new. I'm, I'm like riding a bike for the first time here. <laughs> Am I doing all right? No, I'm sorry. Uh, as always, thank you guys. It's one of these things that sometimes I have anticipation of when am I going to come out here and actually do a podcast about nothing? Yep. No, I'm going to do a podcast about nothing and just babble fuck to you guys. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And you guys are sweet ass motherfuckers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Timo, fear the walking dead. Oh, funny how no one said the walking dead. I was skipping over that one. Some part of me is rubbernecking The Walking Dead. I want to turn by and watch the accident as I drive by. The Walking Dead, we're committed to talk about that show till till the end. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, just quit it. You and Joe hate it. You guys are fucking, you know, I don't want to hear it. Joe and I, if that show lasts 57 seasons, we're going to do 57 seasons of podcasting. We're, 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 we're in it to the end. You know, there's no getting out now. So... We are compelled to hope it gets better, and it, I don't know. It would have to get um, it would have to get pretty, 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 pretty bad for us to get to the point where we'd quit it, quit doing it on the podcast. You guys would have to petition us. You'd be like, guys, this show is killing you. It's killing you. It's killing Joe. Joe's gonna have a heart attack if he has to watch any more Walking Dead. We need an intervention. The FOPs have an intervention with Joe and I, guys. The time's come. Come on, the, the Carl Grime years of The Walking Dead are just horrible. You guys need to stop this. There's so many other great shows out there. But, but we said we finished The Walking Dead. It should have ended 37 seasons ago. <laughs> I had high hopes for Prison Break, but they disappointed me on many levels. The end, the way everything wrapped up with the kid being with Teabag and that, that sort of stuff... Spoiler alert, there's going to be spoilers for all the shows I talk about tonight. With Teabag's son and all that sort of stuff coming together, I thought it was pretty cheesy. I liked the lead-up of some of the stuff at the beginning, but, or I think, excuse me, I didn't really like the beginning so much, I didn't really like the end so much. I thought the middle, they got into an interesting rhythm in the middle when they were, when like the four of them were on the run a little bit, and I think Teabag was good in every scene he was in, but I think it just, it was... That's why I said six, for me six out of ten. It was it was all right. I didn't hate myself for watching it, but it disappointed me because I was hoping they were going to get back to what was great about the show, and instead it came off as more being aware of how cheesy the show is and leaning into it a little bit. So heroes, Kyote. 
Oh, I got that. I got that. That's called uh, that's called alcohol poisoning reflecting in my body. Uh, dark. No, thank you. I appreciate that. I have that. Uh, the the tan. But no, I'm I'm very I'm very I'm very happy, and I feel very 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 bad for Stephanie. So uh, so send your send your condolences to Stephanie for her uh, for her her loss. <laughs> I'm a viper. I suck everything. The producer Stephanie, I should say, who with, without her, none of this would be possible. So, no, uh, I do, I do appreciate all the kind words you guys say. I'm just, uh, I'm a goofball. I, I do appreciate it. I'm gonna get all sappy here. Definitely have a few more silly honeymoon stories before this, before this stream is over with. Hello, everybody. I have to say, I was talking about we're gonna be talking about video game stuff. I'm, I feel so unfortunate. I hope that the E3 is going on right now. Everyone has their favorite things that happen at E3. Um, some some people were really excited about some of the Xbox announcements. Some people, uh, Taka was talking about how excited he was about some of the PlayStation announcements. Uh, people have these X game here, Zip game here, D- Diggity Doo game here, Boobity Bobbity Bibbity Bobbity Boo. I, as some people know, some people might not know, am a card-carrying member. Well, let me see. I probably have some sort of Nintendo object with within within arm's length. Oh, these are one of the original issues issues uh, business cards. And look what's on the business card. It is analysis of thrones uh, avatar. Yeah, uh, Triforce. So it didn't take me too far to find some sort of Nintendo thing. I'm a Nintendo fanboy. It was a tough couple of years to be a Nintendo fan, especially in the Wii, in the Wii U era. That was that was a, that was tough. The 3DS kind of pushed you through a little bit, but the Wii U era was. Eh, tough it was tough hold my head up high as a nintendo fanboy and defending it but the switch came out it's getting relative positive reviews even people that aren't nintendo fans a lot of people are getting it as their secondary system for the second half of this generation uh with with the ps uh ps switch being the uh probably the most popular combination right now and a lot of people are looking forward to uh, or zelda is a gr- an amazing game i actually one of my one of the parts of my Switch is broken. I had to send my Switch off today to Nintendo, and I hope I get it back before the, the Zelda DLC comes. But Nintendo had their direct. They do things a little bit differently. They don't do a presentation. They do kind of a pre-recorded thing they've done the last couple of years, and they fine-tuned it. And I think even last year, in the last couple of years, even when Nintendo was bad, they were kind of working at the kinks of the way they do these presentations. It's much more streamlined than these big, old-school, you know, bring everything. People, these people coming out, speaking to a crowd, and something coming up. It's more of interactive video going back and forth. Uh, each one has a theme of sorts. And I think Nintendo kicked some ass again and just shows a lot of really fun games on the horizon. I'm excited. Again, it's a fun time for me to be a fucking Nintendo fanboy. And I, you can call, call me out. And I, Shut up, Nintendo fanboy. Go play a kitty game. Okay, I'll play a kitty game. It's fucking fun. There's a reason why kitty games are kitty games. Because kids like fucking fun and I like fun too, so fuck you. And so I don't care. I'll play I'll play Smash Brothers all day long. I don't give a fuck. I'll play I'll play Mario, Zelda, Fire Emblem. Those are my favorite of the Nintendo franchises, but I also appreciate some of the other ones. And it's a lot of cool stuff. Uh Metroid Prime 4 was announced. Uh there's also Another Metroid game coming to the 3DS, which is a uh, side-scrolling Metroid of the original stuff, which kind of bothers me that it's not coming to the Switch. It's coming to the 3DS, which essentially is going to be a dead system pretty soon because everyone's going to be carrying around their Switches. But whatever. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind seeing more of the love of, like, that and the Link 
to the past or link to, between two worlds coming to the actual Switch. But we are going to get a first-party Pokemon game that's been talked about. A uh, couple of other third-party titles have been announced for it. Uh, and it was overall a very good presentation for Nintendo. And I don't I'm just ex- I'm excited for the next couple of years being a Switch owner. So yeah, there's my Nintendo card carrying Nintendo bullshit. <laughs> Check out Dirty Issues Gaming or Dirty Issues channel to watch some of my Zelda streams and uh and I'll be streaming all the Zelda DLC and all the Nintendo Switch games as I get them. So so, yep, there's that. I'm pissed off that I lost my Switch for a couple of weeks while Nintendo fixes it. Hopefully, it won't be too long, but, you know, it's all under warranty, so send it back. It's it's not the first time. I had to do the same thing with my Wii at one point in time. I had to s- send my Wii to the urologist, and he had to do a catheter and do some sort of shit that really kind of sucked. But my Wii got fixed, and I'm peeing like a champ. So get your Switch and make sure you poop. Anyways, this ad is brought to you by Nintendo. Nintendo's probably going to flag this video because I said their name too many times or something. Fucking assholes. I mean, they're a bunch of fucking assholes. I don't care. I mean, it's like your best friend. You're like, my best friend's fucking, you know, he's, he's a good guy, but he's an asshole. You know, I'm not, I'm not not aware of Nintendo's faults. They suck. Fuck you, Nintendo, for what you do on YouTube. And, and every video or every game that anyone plays of your game immediately gets copyright struck. Uh, that if your ambassadors or some of the reporters that work for Nintendo, that if you, they don't give good reviews of stuff, you take away their reporter status and shit like that. Like people like Kay Wang, and Dale, who's, who's been like a card-carrying member of the Nintendo world. And he, he said one form of criticism about a game and they like take away his stripes or everything that like uh fucking like all those bigger review guys have to deal with with nintendo so yeah i mean nintendo eat it but i love your fucking games and i'll play your games until i'm an old fucking 90 billion year old dude in an old age home going i love legend of zelda 9368 the quest for my uh, uh, kidney. <laughs> so, so yeah, there's that. Oh, everybody, sorry. I could play Mario games for the rest of my life. Like Sylvia says, I could play Mario all day. Brooke says, fuck, hashtag fuck Xbox. Uh, analysis says Nintendo for life, baby. PS, PS4, the God remake of Metroid 2. Great stuff. Love the Metroid. Used to scare the shit out of me as a kid, says Kyote. But and I'll say this: I love my PS4. I couldn't own own a Nintendo since the GameCube. I have not just owned a Nintendo system, or since the Nintendo 64 was the last was the last Nintendo system that that all I had was a Nintendo system. I always need to get a second one, whether it be a PS2 because I needed to get it for a DVD player, whether it was a X or then an Xbox because I wanted to play Knights of the Old Republic. <clears throat> the next generation, it was an Xbox 360 that I got. And then this, this generation, it's a PS4. Like, I need to always have that other system to play some of the games I wanted to play, whether it be the Arkham games, whether it be <clears throat> Elder Scroll games, whether it be Shadow of Mordor, whether it be any of these bigger games. I know some of those games have come to Nintendo systems like. Uh, the Wii U got a Arkham City, probably one of the best versions of Arkham City. The what was it called? The Golden Knight Edition. Analysis will know <laughs> in the live chat. 
so I mean they've gotten some of those. We're gonna get the the uh I might actually rebuy Skyrim on the Switch just to be able to run around with the Master Sword because they're gonna be Nintendo items in the game, which is really cool and looks and bodes well for future games coming to the Switch. And uh and I think if the system sells well, people are gonna to want to bring their games to it. That's really what it comes down to. But I don't but I don't care about that. And that's one of those things that people people have said a lot. Oh, if Nintendo can get more third party support, this, that, and other thing. I don't give a flying fuck burger if Nintendo gets third party support. If I wanna play a third party game, if I wanna play a big one of those kind of games, I'm gonna play it on a PS4 or an Xbox, whatever the hell's my cup of fucking tea I like. Or if I really wanna play the best version of it, I'm probably gonna build a huge, amazing gaming PC and run it as fast as it fucking can. That's the voice of my friend Ely on my shoulder right now that's going, yeah, Phil, level before you, even though I don't like PC gaming as much just because I like to have a controller and I'm faithful to, you know, I'm a faithful console person since the 2600 and, I've, and I didn't get a computer until much later in life. So I just feel more natural. I don't feel comfortable gaming with a mouse. So... And I know you can get controllers for computers. I understand that. Uh, I'm, we're not living in the dark ages. And even the dark ages, you can get a fucking controller. I played King's Quest. But I, and I did. I just, I just mean that I, like, I've always just sunk my gaming resources, resources into systems, not uh, PC gaming. So, so, but if I want to play one of those big, big third-party kind of games, that, then I'm playing it on. Then I need another system to do it. I don't care about playing it on a Nintendo. I didn't want to play it on a Wii and play the shitty version of all these games, the shitty version of Ghostbusters, the shitty version of this, because it because they have to tone down the graphics or tone tone the controls to whatever Nintendo gimmick that works with Nintendo games, but doesn't work when a third party game is trying to pigeonhole it or ram it into the fucking ram a square peg into a round hole. And make the game work around around motion waggling or some shit like that. Nintendo games work for Nintendo systems. And I buy a Nintendo system simply to play Nintendo games. It's worth it to me. And, and I split it with Steph. Uh, because she she's a as much of a Nintendo fan fan girl fanboy maybe even more so I had to convince her it was okay to buy a PlayStation I'm like it's okay if we buy this PlayStation you can play games on it and still she plays the games like this isn't Nintendo I'm like shut the fuck up <laughs> good games good game good game respects game so so I play Nintendo games for the first party systems when it, first party games when it really comes down to it so. And I'm excited about the, yeah, Kirby, Yoshi, all that sort of shit. T-Baby, oh, fuck, Sonic the Hedgehog was owned by, owned by Nintendo. Get over here, Mortal Kombat. Get over here! <laughs> so many great games, and I love being able to talk about video games. I'm probably going to try to babble more about that stuff. I talk more about video games over on Dirty Issues, but... Maybe occasionally we'll do a podcast over here talking about some stuff or occasional video game stream part one over here. I've been wanting to do a Zelda stream here for a while, so it's fun. I like it. <laughs> I'm a Nintendo fanboy. I am doing great, Randy. How about you, my friend? Best game on PC was Blade Runner. Played it on my old gateway computer. I love the King's Quest, the old Sierra games. Space Quest was probably my favorite of them all. Then there's Police Quest, all those kind of games. Laser Shoot Larry was really fun when I was a kid, too. Sonic the Hedgehog is a definite blast of a game. 
Oh shit, what's going on? Oh no, oh fuck! Technical difficulties, whoa, holy crap. Ladies and gentlemen, this technical difficulty break is brought to you by Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is coming and it wants Phil to... You're a talker. Listening to talkers makes me thirsty. If any more words come pouring out your cunt mouth, I'm gonna have to eat every fucking chicken in this room. So that's a good question for the live chat where we have a couple people mentioning Mortal Kombat. What are some what is your favorite fighting game of all time? Mine it would be tough. It would probably be Smash Brothers. It would be tough to beat the Smash Brothers series. But I was always more of a Street Fighter slash Marvel versus Capcom fan rather than Mortal Kombat. Not that I don't like Mortal Kombat, but I've been more that. I also really like Soul Calibur series was one of my favorite that I came to late. Excuse me. But I would say my top three would be Smash Brothers, Street Fighter, and then Soul Calibur. Followed probably then by Mortal Kombat. So uh so yeah, what are some of you some of your favorite fighting games? Yeah, do mm, the sandwich is delicious. Mm mm mm. We got Tekken by Randy Fatal Fury, Mortal Kombat hands down says broke. What was that game? Killer Instinct is another good one I really liked. There was one where you were these two knights that you knocked off battle armor and stuff like that. They played as an early arcade game. And Scott says, I love being Canadian. Medical sandwiches for oh! Street Fighter for Sylvia. Something just about the Street Fighter characters I always really liked. I'm a Balrog guy, believe it or not. Uh, analysis says, I won Mario Kart tournament last Thanksgiving. Oh, I'm the greatest. Awesome. Greatest of all time. Alan, welcome. Nice analysis. Shinamu from the Dreamcast. If I, I totally killed that name, but I just wanted to make sure I said that. Mortal, first Mortal Kombat for sure is the best. Currently played DOA 5, Doom 2 on PC, King of the Fighters. Hello, Alan. Great to see you, my buddy. The 100 Man in a Row Battle was the best. So many good fighting games, and even ones that came out. Uh, the Turtles fighting game for the Super Nintendo. I always really liked that. It was kind of a Street Fighter style, but with Ninja Turtle characters. Doom was cool back in the day. One of the in, one of the cool games that they announced this year. Doom always makes me think of Wolfenstein, and there's going to be a new Wolfenstein game that looks pretty cool that they showed at E3. And as long as it's not Tekken, <laughs> I, w I was I wasn't a huge fan of Tekken, or I wasn't a huge fan of it because I sucked at it. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. I, I kind of liked Virtual Fighter at the time that Virtual Fighter showed up on the scene. I used to go and I used to waste a lot of quarters on that game. NBA Jam was really a lot of fun. I downloaded recently, recently, actually right before my Switch got broken. I downloaded NBA Playgrounds or whatever it is or something. It's very much like NBA Jam. It's fun. It's a little broken. It has a, a few like broken sort of sort of things about it, but it definitely keeps a lot of the fun about NBA Jam. Excuse me. Oh, Turtles in Time was amazing. So I'm going to get back and talk a little bit more about... <clears throat> I like the old Wolfenstein. This new one looks too looks like too much for me. Oh, me too analysis. I'm never going to play that. <laughs> it's just, I, I like the trailer though. Like it, it was, uh, it was, it looked like a well-made game. It seemed to be a lot to it. 
And I really, really like the trailer of it. I think that's what got me. It was very well made. So let me talk about the two Netflix series that came out recently in the last couple of weeks. We got this, both the fifth season of Orange is the New Black and the fifth season of House of Cards. Both shows I watch and both shows I've completely binged the entire seasons of them and, and since I've been back. Now, okay. Now, <laughs> I want a couple of caveats before this. Now, caveat number one. I've talked about, that's why I wanted to talk about the drinking ahead of time. My mind isn't quite to the place where it should be. Not that I'm very bright as is. I'm a million sandwiches in before I even wake up in the morning. So, oh, NBA Jam was harsh. I remember, I wasted a lot of quarters on that game too. So a lot of watching these shows is a blur. A lot of it was passy outy on the couch kind of stuff. And neither of these shows I'm so committed to that I feel like I have to watch every single second of. But there's enough elements in both that I enjoy. One I enjoy a lot more than the other one. So l- let me get let me get this shit over with. <laughs> Orange is the new black. Now Jenny Cohen or whatever her name is, I fucking hate the way she makes television. I really really do. Because I think she makes shows with potential. She has so much potential. She writes irreverent fucking stuff. And when she sticks to what she does well, which is sort of over-the-top, outrageous comedy kind of situations, she does it really, really well. But she suffers from some sort of disorder. Be like, if I was doing this show and the kind of wackiness that we're doing and suddenly I had to straighten things up. Now on a serious note, deep inside my stomach, lies a hole there's a hole in my heart that can only be filled by you and it's true it would just be it's like a total completely change of pace i'm sorry i I, I didn't mean to scare you guys there i got got really quiet there you almost got to see the real the really sad me and then the days ran cold no! Okay, my point here, other than just acting like a complete doofus, is that she doesn't understand what she does well. When she does over-the-top comedy, like the first season of Weeds, like the first season of Order of the New Black, it really works for what she's doing. Is it going to win any awards? Is it going to be called this deep, over-the-top, special show, endemic of a cultural blah-bitty-blue? No. Why does she want it... Why does everyone want to be Vince Gilligan? Don't, no, you can't be Vince Gilligan or David Chase. Not everyone can. Just be happy with making, doing what you do well. Know thyself. And I think nobody doesn't know thyself more as a television creator than Jenny Cohen or whatever. She fucked up weeds and she fucked up Orange is the New Black. Not that I don't like Orange is the New Black, but there's... The things I liked about this season are selfish. There's characters and there's storylines in the show I really like, but it's marred with stupidity. Stuff that I just don't need. Stuff that I didn't... Why do I need to know about this guard? Why do I need to know about this person? I don't care about this person. Give me the characters I care about. I know they want to make a full ensemble piece. Then get that fucking Piper out of the fuck off my screen. (laughs) The only thing I really, really did like about this season... Stephanie actually really liked this season a lot. I liked last season a little bit better. Season four I thought was pretty good. 
as my favorite one since one. This season, the main thing that bothered me about it was that I wished it was Oz. That I wish that Oz did the riot for the whole year. Like, this show did the riot for the whole year. And said, Oz's riot's like a half an episode or something like that. All for, through season one. It leads up to, like, you get, like, a half of an episode that's an actual riot. I don't know. This show, I check out on it a lot. And, but there are some minimal characters that I give minor craps about. And the characters I care craps about, I get compelled with their storyline on the show. I just think there's too much time spent on people I don't care about. And they drag their feet a lot. And the show's already, always trying to kind of reinvent its tone and its mood. And because of that, it, it treads no water. And I think that's the problem you have with most of Weeds after the first couple of seasons of it. After the first couple of seasons, it stopped having any identifying quality. I don't mind you trying to do something new, reinvent yourself in some sense, and try to keep things interesting. But it's resetting the deck in a sense. And I know it's her her sandbox. She can play in it any way she wants. And I, I don't have to fucking watch. Okay. I don't have to fucking watch. But I can watch too. I, that doesn't mean I don't... Just because... I, I, that whole thing. You don't have to watch. But the, no. Just because I don't have to watch means I can watch too. If I have the power not to watch, I have the power to watch and hate and be salty as fuck. Okay, and I'm salty as fuck because I like Red. I like her storyline. I like some other characters' storylines too. I don't want to get into who I like, who I don't like on the show, but there's certain people I definitely do enjoy what they're doing and where their characters go. But there's so much shit I just couldn't give a fuck, douche, motherfuck, less about, more about. So I don't know. I. Just, Orange is the New Black this season. It's just more of the same. If you're if you're in the, if you're liking Orange is the New Black, you're gonna like this season a lot. Stephanie loves the show. Has loved every moment of the show. This is her favorite season. Okay, I I I mean I, for me it's it's good. It's again not objectable, but I kept falling asleep a little bit during it. But that's just me. It it's constantly makes me go. It is an Oz. And I want it to be awesome. I think that's a me problem more than it's a show problem, too. I think there's part of that, too. Oz was my favorite show, one of my favorite shows of all time. And on that list, in that top echelon. And whenever I watch it, I'm like, oh, okay. It's almost like that uh, South Park episode, Simpsons did it. I'm like, Oz did this better. Oz did this whole season better in one episode. Meh. I don't know. All right, show. I don't think it deserves some of the attention that it gets. And I think Jenny Cohen sucks at television making. <laughs> I think she should come up with ideas and let other people implement them. Because I think she has interesting concepts and is good at sort of like turning a story into a, a base concept for one season. And then she should leave shows and let other people finish her projects. <laughs> and keep them honest because she sucks. Yep, I'm still talking about it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, last few seasons of que Weeds Quality dropped to nothing. It was just nothing by the end. They're in New York and what is going on? And the only thing that was consistent about Weeds the whole time was Kevin Nealon being funny. I think, and Andy being funny. I think those two characters, their goofiness and their lines and their rants and their moments were the most consistent things that you got in Weeds. Oz is one of the best shows of all time if not my actual favorite. Timo, I feel the same way. It's, I, 
I don't know if it's it's almost like where I say that I think Zeppelin's the greatest band of all time, but Pink Floyd's my favorite. And there's other shows I could say that that got it better after Oz did because they were allowed to work off of Oz, but Oz might be my favorite. You know, it's it's hard to argue with people that say maybe The Wire or The Sopranos or Breaking Bad or Mad Men or whatever. Whatever I don't I, I don't think Mad Men, but I'm saying like the people that go all these shows that that came out much later and we're just in a different era. Whereas Oz is like this almost, I've said it many times, almost like watching a stage show. And I want, I'll save it for the Oz review, but Oz is kind of like a different story. So here we go. And yeah. Okay. So there it is. Uh, Orange and new black this season. I'll give that another six, six out of 10 side buttholes. So uh, fucking Beecher. Bitcher. <laughs> Fucking bitch. I can't wait for the Oz review. Uh, I'm ready. The, the Oz review is just about stalling. I've so, seen that show so many times. I can just do that without having preparing a lot of stuff. I keep going. How am I going to approach this exactly? I know exactly. I'm just going to come out and talk about Oz. So uh, maybe I might try to do that next week or the week after. De definitely before Game of Thrones starts, the Oz review will be out. Okay, so let's continue on to head of the class, or uh, excuse me, House of Cards. <laughs> excuse me, why I? What do you think? What do you think? Can you see? Can you see the door? I can't see the door. I have technical difficulties. So this next show, House of Cards, is a little different. Is House of Cards always a high quality show? No. But does House of Cards always have a few things going on, like excellent acting, even if the storyline's a little over the place, if the dialogue's a little dense and I lose track of it sometimes? Yes. But Kevin Spacey killed it. And this season was probably Kevin, Sp Kevin Spacey's best for me since season one. He, All of his talking to the camera stuff was just incredible. I didn't necessarily like where the season ended off, but it was a very interesting twist. And one of the things that... Claire, who Robin Wright, who is also incredible in this show, the lengths of which she went at the end of the season, I'm not going to spoil it, but her big denouement, the thing she did, you know, the I, you got anyone who's seen it will know exactly what I'm talking about. <clears throat> wow, <clears throat> cold blooded, like wow, she is amazing. She's, I am not good. I am not good. Tommy says, wait, I feel like I've been watching live for an hour and barely heard anything from Prison Break. Let's talk Poseidon. What a douche. And how dumb can Laurie or Sarah be for whatnot? There was like 15 minutes there I talked about Prison Break. Poseidon's an idiot. The storyline just kind of didn't make any sense. But uh, <laughs> Poseidon, what a douche. And what's the what's, what's shows with the names like that? Was he an, was he an arrow villain? Like, uh, <laughs> fuck. But Lori, Lori, horrible mother, leaving her kid after already being warned that Poseidon's an evil fucker, leaving her kid with Poseidon and being like, oh, okay, I, I convinced that if you were some guy that has all those connections and all this shit, you couldn't, like, convince, uh, you couldn't, you couldn't anticipate you calling and checking on his shit and setting that all up. Especially the, the, the Lori that we've seen after the fact. It's awful. Fucking awful. But House of Cards has been really good. Was really good this season. It, the, is it always interesting? Sometimes it drags. 
sometimes they follow characters that they shouldn't follow and focus a little bit on too much on one one area where where I think the show revolves to me rises and falls when Kevin Spacey's on screen. Even Robin Wright is incredible in her role, but when she breaks and spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, when she breaks and talks to the camera a couple times during the season, spoiler alert over. She it's not as captivating as when Kevin Spacey does it. It's just he some actors can pull that shit off, some can't. Spacey does it better than ever, better than anybody. The way he just talks to you. Laurie, ridiculous, right? Wait, is her name Sarah? Yeah, it is, but, you know, Sarah Laurie. Uh, when, I'm, when I talk about The Walking Dead, I, I call her Sarah. And when I talk about Prison Break, I call her Laurie. Sarah, though, is one of my least favorite characters on TV. I talked about this before. I think she's a worse character than Laurie. I think Laurie, you can almost rationalize some of her behavior at times. <laughs> but Sarah, oh my God, I fucking hate Sarah. Fucking hate it. I stopped the House of Cards too too depressing for me. I hear you there. It's not a very positive show. <laughs> it's very dark. But I like I said, I do I did enjoy this season for the for the most part. Relatively entertaining if you're into House of Cards. I thought Kevin Spacey had a specifically good season, storyline wise. It was a little convoluted at times. But it left a lot of interesting threads going going forward. And although I didn't love how everything kind of closed off, I thought it made sense. I think there was an element of I'm trying to talk through this without spoiling too much. Frank conveniently being stupid in certain situations or assuming stuff he shouldn't have assumed. So on that note. I guess that's enough, that's enough for House of Cards. Let's give House of Cards this season a seven side buttholes out of ten. So, so Prison Break this half a season, six out of side buttholes. Orange is the New Black, I would say also six side buttholes. And I would say House of Cards, seven side buttholes. So those three shows that I've sort of watched and finished off during the break, I wanted to kind of talk them, what talk about them, wipe them off the table, clear the decks. And fucking done. So, so there it is, everybody. It was nice talking to you. Gonna run away now. Goodbye. Can't argue with Sarah being ha hateable. She really is. I feel awful for whip teabag son. I love House of Cards way better. It went directions I wasn't directing. Yeah, and that's one thing about House of Cards too. There's a couple moments in this season where I was like, holy shit, I did not see that coming. And it will get you a couple times with that. A couple of mouth open moments. Can I keep saying it. Kevin Spacey is amazing. Guy who plays Doug Stamper on the show does a really good job too. Uh, for the most part, just a very well put together cast has good chemistry, and I, 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 I've, I don't. Seasons two and three were a little iffy for me. I've like I've really liked the last two seasons. Again, I really liked season one, four, five, three, two would be for House of Cards. And uh, so yeah, I think that I think that I think there's a lot of if you're into it, if you're into this, another good season of it, and I think you're gonna enjoy watching it through. Frank talking to the camera, Frank at his best. Watch the hundred Phil, just one episode, then talk to me. 
House of Cards always gets me, even at the Tony Awards. The Underwards, Underwards and Doug Stamper handed uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda an envelope. They did? <laughs> I didn't see that. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> and Tommy, I'm absolutely your friend. <laughs> so, those are the shows I wanted to talk about, and that's E3 that I wanted to talk about. So, <clears throat> I, I said that I'd maybe tell, like, one or two more of uh, my vacation silly stories. But, Phil, guilty pleasure street, stream on TV shows. Do it. Joe Madden says, spoiler. Mm, here we go. When he, pull, when he pushed... Kate, oh, yeah. Zoe, when he pushed Zoe into the train too much. Great show. Maybe I'll watch the rest of it when it's done. There is a couple of... Mo there's another moment like that this season where you're like, wait. What's going to happen when that person when that person can tell the tale of what happened there? <laughs> Fucking A. Okay. So, so yeah, House of Cards really really entertaining. Definitely watch it. And uh and yeah, okay. So, enough of that. Close out the notes. Time to shut the fuck up, Phil. Let's get into Phil being a dirty bastard and let's get into Phil's Oh, okay, it's story time. Story time. Okay, oh, fuck. So, <clears throat> there were, at one point during the uh, the trip, there was a game. They, they played a lot of games out at the... Okay, let me start off. Let me start the story off. So... So the wedding happened. We initially, I had a, I had a bachelor party. Bachelor party wasn't, you know, wasn't. We just we dressed Joe up like a, uh, like like a real like a sea animal, like like a like a, a manatee. I'm a little embarrassed. And then we all got drunk and we 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 took turns poking Joe with random uh, cattle prods while he uh, while he buzzed us and. I, I mean, you guys don't want to hear about that. That's fucking disgusting. It's fu fucking disgusting. I won't even go there. I'm sorry for even mentioning it. <laughs> but we went to the casino when my friends uh, got brought got brought back to the uh, like screamed to get brought back to the security and the, and uh, the the house cheated at craps with him like uh, for some reason. I, I wasn't even there, but I was just there to watch him yell at the staff and got brought back and actually got money given back by the casino. So in general, it was a, it was it was a fun time. So, uh, and, the, and it was the, Joe dressed like a sea animal was, was the best part. So, so, so sit, sit on Uncle Phil's lap. <laughs> Joe was making this sound all weekend, like, yeah, meow, yeah, meow. And we're like, fuck you, Joe. We're not letting you anywhere. <laughs> so, so Manatee Joe was, was kind of our good luck charm. And we, we had a couple of rooms. It was, it was a good time. Uh, one of our one of our friends bought sandwich candy that was feeding us all sandwich candy and uh, those little dr sandwich flavored drops that we were putting on our tongue. <laughs> yeah, Joe Joe won't want Joe will not like that we to told him the manatee story because because he doesn't want to have to wear that again. He doesn't want me to put that on the wheel. Joe Joe makes manatee sounds and no no one want no one wants. Joe makes manatee sounds added to the added to the funky wheel. 
so, but that was a good time. It was great seeing all, great seeing all my all my friends and uh, and it was it was it was a it was a fun start to the to the whole situation. So, so there's definitely more to that story that will come out as time goes on. Funny, funny, uh, funny touch about that, and we'll we'll get more into that later. So then the actual wedding day rolled around and I, I got up got into a little fight with my friend because he wouldn't come to the hairdresser with me so I, so I, I was a little bit of a crazy man I was, oh my gosh oh my god posting things like I hope this isn't the red wedding you know all that fucking shit went and ha- got my hair done complained and screamed at the hairdresser and said you made me into a mullet so I'm walking around the wedding pictures with a mullet like thing with my hair going on it's fine you know whatever <laughs> so I roll, rolled around. I couldn't eat all day. Just was part of the thing. Like I couldn't eat. So I couldn't eat. So I'm getting even more pissed off through all day. Screaming at people. Yelling at people. Like a miserable son of a bitch. Fortunately, there's many sandwiches. I might not have been eating, but I was inhaling plenty of fucking sandwiches. Get to the place. Taka's there. Jaw, uh, Joe's there. We all, we all get naked in the classroom together and uh, and get our clothes on. Oh yeah, got, I got a little reconnected successfully. I'm sorry if I just got disconnected and reconnected because, let's see, no drop frames. I, I don't know, my computer's giving me weird messages. <clears throat> so uh, I apologize if I disappeared for a second. If I didn't, I'm sorry if I sound crazy. Good night, Tommy. Thank you so much for joining the fun, joining the crazy time house. So the wedding happened. Lotus was in the wedding. She ran down the aisle and got all goofy, and it was really a lot of fun. The then uh, we had the ceremony of the wedding. Yada yada yada. We went into a little room. Stephanie and I did some dirty stuff in the room, which was really fun. After the wedding, it was so romantic. Yeah, sure. And by dirty stuff, I mean got some mud and rubbed it all over the place. And I drank some beer. Got got drunk. And uh, then we went out and did our like silly first dance, which was really awkward. Then at one point during the meal service, I did have them play Reigns of Castamere and slam the doors, but I don't think anyone really noticed, or I didn't notice anyone noticing. And then I came with a knife and went up behind Joe, and I kind of tried to stab him, and he choked on his food. And I said, uh, the Lannisters send their regards, and he was like, ah! So that was, that was a fun moment. But then the rest of the night was kind of a blur with a lot of uh, sandwich eating outside and some goofy dancing here, goofy dancing there, lots of drinks. Was uh, now I'm back. Was I? I was gone for a second though. Excellent. Thank you. What was our first dance song? It was the Smashing Pumpkin song. Do 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 do. I think it's called Love Comes in Colors. I can't deny. I think it's called Crush or something like that. I forget what it's called. And the DJ who was doing the wedding gave us a actual record that he had, an extra record copy of that. Most of the music of the wedding was like Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin kind of stuff. Our first dance song was was uh, <clears throat> was the Smashing Pumpkins song. Um, the the song that when I took off her garter thing was that song Now You're a Man by Orgasmo. Uh, I definitely played the Reigns of Castamere a bunch. What were some other songs that we played? The last song that we danced to was uh, was the Adam Sandler wedding singer song that Stephanie wanted to dance to. But I totally played Reigns of Castamere. That was like one of my one of my touches. I'm like, I ran up to the DJ. I'm like, you gotta play Reigns of Castamere now. He's like, okay, <laughs> like he heard it before. Yeah. 
Like, oh, this again, another wedding that someone wants to do this. And he played it. But I, I wish more people got it. I wanted to get people to stand up and start screaming and running away. But no one was scared. We lulled people into too much of a, a sense of safety. Fucking assholes. See, that's the problem when you have people and you feed them. You give them free liquor. They start feeling safe. And I mean, that's the whole point. I wanted them to feel safe. Like, if I really wanted to murder all my guests right there, they had already given me the gifts. The envelopes were already in the box at that point. So, fuck. Oh, I do. I do remember. Uh, it was. I know it's that Smashing Pumpkin song. I don't know what the fuck it's called. Oh, some of you guys saw the stream from the resort. Right? We're gonna get to that in a second. So, but yeah, I think I think it's 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 one Smashing Pumpkin song on their first album. The I think it's called Crush. I believe. I don't know. Heath motherfucking Hinton, what is up, my good ass motherfucking Fred? I'm going to take a guess. Stephanie picked that. Uh, it was more of a compromise situation. Stephanie wanted to do something much, 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 much. And I love her to death. But she wanted to do something much cheesier. I think she wanted to do like Elton John, John's uh, This Is Your Song. And like the Moen Rouge version of it or something like that. I don't know. And, and I, uh, I kind of suggested a couple of other choices. And I wanted to do... Uh, a a Pantera song or something, something really off-putting. I, I want I to do something really funny and like do a Weird Al song or whatever. But then we settled on a, on what her favorite band was that I liked enough to pick a song from it. And then I picked, picked the particular song from one of her favorite bands to do. But I, and I just made my uniqueness fly in the first dance somewhere out there i think taka has a video of the first dance which will be shared at least to all the patron the uh the people on patreon <laughs> oh but uh the first dance was exceptionally goofy and i was jumping around like a moron and getting all awkward but no, i know i love elton john's your song too but it's a little little i don't know it's a little on the little on the nose for a uh, for a first dance song i could just I don't know. I, when you're in that sort of position, being out there for me, I felt super cheesy. I felt like 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 abundance of cheese. So I felt like I had to wind that down with a little awkwardness. And with a song like that, it just I probably would have got too cheesed up in the moment and then gotten choken up by all the Swiss and cheddar and provolone up in my bum bum, my bunghole. But, but yeah, no, the, the surprisingly, the music thing was one of those things where I, where I had some suggestions about that. I was a little bit, I'm a little bit of a, not a music snob, but in that situation, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm doing the music. You, you, here's your suggestions. I don't even think the DJ played any of like Stephanie's music suggestions. It was all, it was all kind of, uh, I mean, she, the problem is she likes all the music I like. But then she likes some other music I don't like because they're shitty bands that she likes. <laughs> if we fight about anything, it's about the shitty band she likes that I make fun of. And she's like, you're an asshole. You make fun of these shitty shit. Or the shitty television that she watches, like Fear the Walking Dead. We fight a lot about her liking Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> and me being cruel about it. Or or her like of certain shows when she's like, I want to watch the shows I want to watch. I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to fucking watch this. And then I'm like, okay, we're going to watch this. And then I just rip it like, like while we're watching it. I'm just like, I'm such an asshole. 
or like or, or come to this concert see this band they're not bad live you're gonna like it and i go there and i'm just and i'm i'm sitting there with my arms crossed like like one of the old guys from the from the muppets and just complaining about everything <laughs> thank you heath yeah it was a fucking it's been a crazy year it's been a crazy year with everything that happened and uh and then get married. So it's it's good to kind of be feeling going back in the other direction. I don't quite feel 100% normal yet because it's, it's been a big wave. But thank you for the love, Heath motherfucking Hinton. Yeah, we did do a little bit of a House of Cards discussion. I've been all over the place. It's one of, this is an issues program, which means that you're welcome to <laughs> welcome to the goof, to goofball city, basically. No rhyme or reason to any order of what I'm talking about today. Oh, yeah. Shame, shame, shame. What shitty bands does she like? I, I don't want to get into specific names because then someone out there is going to like the band and then they'll be on her side. I don't want to, like, get people on her side here because <laughs> everyone likes bands. I, I don't want to rag on anyone, anyone's music touch. But, uh, but yeah, she, I, I don't necessarily like all the music she likes. <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry everybody. Sorry for that pause. That extent I had to take my last bite of my sandwich and I have to be careful. The sandwich was small. It was a small ass sandwich. Ah. Mm. Um I'm trying to think which bands that she likes uh that I really, really hate. Well, the first one is uh, 311. I can't stand fucking 311. She loves it. Goes sees 311. In fact, she might... No, she switched it. She was originally going to see 311 on Game of Thrones premiere night. And I shamed her for it. I'm like, you're, go you're not going to be here to watch the premiere of Game of Thrones. And you're going to go see that shitty band. And so she's going to see him the week before. So that that's one. That's the main one. Sorry to all 311 fans. I fucking hate your shitty band. I hate them. Hate the shitty band. It's not Nickelback or anything. And someone's going to go, oh, dude, I like 311. Taka loves 311. My friend Nick does. Uh, I know a lot of people do. They're just one of those bands that, for whatever reason, twerks me the wrong way. And I fucking hate them. They Every sound that they make annoys me. Shame on me for liking some Nickelback songs. I like, I like about three 311 songs. That's because they only have three 311 songs. That's all it is. <laughs> Just rinse, repeat. No, and and I, I gotta. I'll tell a story. So so she goes. You have to come to a three eleven show. What you don't like about them is you didn't see them live. Seven eleven is great. <laughs> you gotta come come see the show. It's really good. You gotta see it live. And I'm like, okay. Okay, I'll come to the fucking shitty show life. Cypress Hill was opening up. I like Cypress Hill. So I'll, I'll watch Cypress Hill. Fuck, smoke, smoke some fucking weed while I watch Cypress Hill. Chill out. Sit down. Relax. Deal with 311 to make my... At that point, I think I was with Steph like a year or a year and a half or something like that. I wasn't quite to the point where I'm like, this band fucking sucks. You have shitty... This is shitty. This sucks. This was the last straw. So I went to the show. Same thing happened with a couple of other bands that she likes that I went to the show. And I'm like, okay, 
I don't necessarily like this band, but they put on a good live show. The people here are, are decent people. They're giving me free drinks. The, it's a good vibe. I'll deal. So I'm hoping it was the same thing at the 311 show. So I go there. Cypress Hill plays. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go to the car. I'm going to sit in here and try this. 311 comes out. The first song is kind of crappy. The second song is kind of crappy. The third song, they get into this like reggae-ish, like jammy groove thingy that they're doing. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. The singers shut the fuck up. Both those assholes shut up. So the music's kind of playing. It's, it's all right. Okay, it's neat. I'm like sitting in my seat like, okay, pretty good. You know, I can get into this. Okay, I can groove on this. This is all right. And this hand comes from behind there at my back. It's like poking me on the shoulder. And it's this dude with his fucking shirt off. Not that I care that his shirt off, but he smelled really fucking bad. Dude, his shirt off. Young as fucking hell. Dude, what are you fucking doing? Um, trying to watch the show here, buddy. And you, what the fuck are you doing? You're shitting down. You're bumming my time, man. It's 311. I can be a 311 show sitting down. I dance. It's like the dance. Um, no, I kind of like sitting down. Even bands, I, no, I'm thinking in my own head, but this is the truth. Even bands I really, really like. Yeah, it's some music. You go see P-Funk or something. I'm going to go and jump around and dance. But I go see fucking Zeppelin. I go see Floyd. I go see uh, Jane's Addiction. I go see the Chili Peppers. I go see whatever whatever band that I'm like into. I want to see Rock Out or something. Like As a musician, as someone who plays, I kind of like sitting back going, hmm, hmm, hmm. I watch it. I listen to it. I try to learn from it. Whatever. That's just like how I watch. And I have to be more into like be at a dance show or something like that or going to a club like i will dance if i'm drunk enough and stuff but not not well at all but, I, but i'll get into it i'll jump around like a moron and shit <laughs> but when i watch a band i watch a band unless i'm fucking moshing or something like that you know beating the shit out of somebody watching some ministry or pantera or fucking uh uh anthrax or some stuff but but so this dude's like, no, you're going to fucking dance. And then I tried to ignore him. He kept poking me on the back. He's like, dude, you're bumming out my time, dude. If you don't fucking dance, 311 fucking sucks. I just turn around and go, you fucking suck. 311 fucking sucks. You all fucking suck. I'm going to the car. And then I went out in the car and fucking smoked weed and listened to the Beastie Boys. And, and stuck my finger out at every fucking 311 fan that came out. I was like, fuck you, motherfucker. I hate that bullshit. Don't tell me how to enjoy. Fuck you. You don't know me. You know, leave me the fuck alone. Who the fuck are you to be the judge, jury, and executioner of enjoyment at a fucking concert? You piece of turd. Jane's Addiction is okay. Perry's voice gets annoying after a while. It does. I I only really like those first couple of Jane's Addiction albums, uh, Ritual and... Triple X, Ritual, and Nothing Shocking. I think everything after that, they did the, maybe the first Porno for Pirates album. I think Perry, when he was a little bit more raw, was a little stronger as a vocalist. And he's a little he's a little bit of a pretentious douche too. But, uh, but those Jane songs, like the those first couple of albums are some of my favorite music of that era. Uh, Blind Melon was another band I was a huge fan of. I almost, I, I saw Blind Melon like four or five times. I almost... That was the closest band I ever went to. I want to follow this band around. I, I really was into that band for a while during that 90s grungy time, even though they're not really a grunge band, but they came out in that era. That's why I live in the country, Phil, because for the most part, the public sucks. It's like people like that that make me considered forced sterilization as law. 
Feel the power move. Pantera is my jam. Far beyond my dream of my childhood album. Oh, it's great stuff. Always good to emerge, your, emerge yourself into your performance. <laughs> and th that's the thing. When I'm performing, when I'm when I'm like, look up frightening dick theater right now. If you, issues, if you want, and watch watch my goofy ass live on stage. I jump around like a fucking ridiculosity asshole. I do, but but to enjoy music, you like everyone enjoys things a different way. And at a con, and don't fucking fuck with me at a concert. I'm an asshole. Okay, so the wedding happened, all that stuff. We had an after party. Went to Joe's house for an after party. Joe's parents were at my wedding. Uh, they were kind enough to let us all party at their house afterwards. Got really shit-faced. Stephanie and I went back to like a bed and breakfast kind of thing for the night afterwards. And uh, t t next day, we sort of packed up all of our shit. And the day after that, we flew to the Dominican Republic where we stayed in uh, Cap Cana near Punta Cana and at a secrets resort, which was fucking awesome. A couple people said in the live stream, maybe were awake and saw my live stream I did from there one night. I literally, from the moment I walked in there, it was almost like that. If anyone's ever watched Scrubs, when they go to the the tropical island for the janitor's wedding and Kelso just is constantly drinking. From the moment I got there, I asked for a drink. I asked for something fruity and strawberry banana-y and they gave me the banana mama. And I basically drank from the time I was there till the time I left. And I was the biggest social butterfly. I met so many people, became friends with so many cool people, this German DJ, this this group of five or six uh, Chilean couples that all these people might end up being checked out the show. A ton of Game of Thrones fans that hopefully will be checking out the podcast and joining the motherfucking chat. I didn't remember business cards or something to pass out, so they probably won't remember. But a couple of people, I did get them to add add me. A couple of amazing adventures that I don't want to get into those. Not that I – not amazing adventures like we didn't leave the place. We just decided at a certain point in time that we were just going to stay in the facility. They had a big uh, – like uh, what are those things called, like sandbar or something like that, or uh, where you could just walk out in the water up to like like 400 yards up up in your waist out in the out in the water, a bunch of fucking pools, lots of drinking, more drinking again. So one quick story. So <laughs> the second or third day that they were there, they had these daily events, and I forgot the most important thing: sandwiches. I need to get my sandwiches. We got off the plane. We got into the taxi cab. Almost immediately, the taxi cab guy goes to me, oh, you guys need a ride. You need anything else? So I go, oh, uh, anything else? Like what? Do I need a uh, prostitute? Do I need a uh, Do I need a six-pack of bear beer? Do I need, uh, need someone to scratch my left nutsack? Like, or do I need a bag of weed? Like, well, like, what are you talking about here? And he's like, oh, the last thing. And I was like, oh, okay, last thing, okay, bag of weed, okay, now we're talking. I was like, I heard it's very illegal here. And he's like, yep. I was like, okay, is this, uh, you know, sh so I said, oh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a risk. I want the bag of weed. Give me the bag of weed. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do this thing. So then he brought out a, excuse me, the sandwich. Well, whoopsie. So then he pulls out the smallest thing. I mean, this like tiny Little thing, he's like, oh, this is the good stuff. The the the, and I'm like, there wasn't any good stuff. It was like a tiny, it was like that, like a like a like a a half of egg corn. It was a tiny little fucking thing. He's like, hundred dollars, and I'm like, no, no, no weed for you. <laughs> I'm like, no, hundred dollars. Eat my dick, hundred dollars. Whatever. This was probably street value in America, normal, whatever. Probably about like. 
$2 worth. No, it was like nothing. It was, it was like really nothing. I'm like, no, no, fuck no. So then we kept going on and then we were going back and forth. I was going back and forth with him about that. And Stephanie, Stephanie's like, could you shut up about this stuff? I'm like, no, Stephanie, I need this or I'm going to be a very angry person. She's like, she's like, no, <laughs> don't do it. I was like, I'm doing it. And, and then he pulled something else out, which is really, really a very poor sandwich. It was like something you get at, at a very, very shitty restaurant. Very shitty restaurant. And so we get into this shitty restaurant quality stuff. And he's like 70. And I said, okay, 70, whatever. So I made the transaction. Then we're at the pool. And then another guy uh, says to me, hey, what's going on? There's a drink down there called Mar Marijuana. What? I don't even remember what it's called. There's, there's a Mary Jawawa. It's marijuana. Stuff. I forget what it's called. It's something like marijuana, but it's not. It's Marijuana or something, whatever. It's this licorice-like shot drink. And, and me being, like, loud and obnoxious and me being like, a, I must be the 7,000th person that made a weed joke here. So would say stuff loudly. So this one person brings me aside and goes, oh, you need something? And he just kind of hands me something. I'm like, oh, wow, wonderful. So, so that, that was no problem right off the bat. The hardest part was finding receptacle of which to eat sandwich. That, that became a whole other kind of adventure where it turned into a... Turned into uh, some bartering situation where the dude had a barter here. And I'm like, uh, uh, get $10, $5, $6, $7, no dollars. I'm leaving. No, $1. Yeah, there you go. Give me that. Give me that Cuban cigar. So, okay. So one day they have all these kind of events and shit. Where that, these activities, whether it be pool volleyball, swimming underwater as far as you can go, uh, Iron Man drinking competition. All these sort of like ridiculous competitions. One of which was called Perfect Couple, I think it was called. So we're like, oh, let's do the second Perfect Couple competition. What the fuck? So the, the competition was basically you had to pop water balloons and do weird things with each other in weird positions and other sorts of activities. The first of which having to be uh, you had to do as many push-ups as you could with your spouse on your back. So... This was, you had to do this on the side of the pool, like right on the side of the pool, like the concrete area of the pool. So we went, uh, we, we went towards the, towards the end and, uh, and, and I got down and, and we, we had done a couple of other activities in this challenge. One was like, you had to jump on top of the person and pop a balloons. We were with, we were within striking distance of winning the competition. I don't know why it's relevant, but it is relevant. So I went down to try to do some push-ups. In retrospect, we probably should do this the other way around because Stephanie's much stronger than me. We do push-ups with Stephanie on my back. Stephanie's very light, and I was able to push up very easily. But the problem with the push-up with someone on your back wasn't necessarily the push-up. It was the push-down. And as I went down, I misjudged how much weight was coming down on me. And I came down with, like, full force plus Stephanie's weight, and I, my arms couldn't handle the down. And my head slammed off the concrete on the pool, like, bath right on the top of my fucking head smack and then i pushed up and did uh two or three more push-ups just because i was like angry on adrenaline in fact talking about it is making my head hurt yo adrian hit my head so so i ended up being all right and fine wasn't bleeding got a little bit of a bump on my head but me being the awkward son of a fuck that i am gets up and thought everyone noticed that i hit my head no one but stephanie really noticed that i hit my head but I thought everyone did, and I'm awkward. 
So in that moment, I get kind of awkward. Instead of walking off the stage area, wherever the fuck I am, instead of walking off the stage area, I sort of do a little skippity scoo, like, like I'm trying to skip off, like, ooh. And because this is on the side of the pool, I slide a little bit and my front big toe goes forward and goes crack. And I fucking, I didn't break it. I, I ended up, it felt like I broke it in the moment, but I actually just sprained it or pulled it or something. But it, it like went all the way in and just like reached back like pow. And I just started limping around and I couldn't walk. So I'm like around with a, with a drink. So I was like, oh, I need another drink to, to fucking uh, dull it. And I kept, and I asked around if anyone had a cane or, or anything like that. No one did. But because it was, it was resort in, in the Caribbean during a rainy kind of season, they have little, uh, little umbrella stations everywhere. So I went and grabbed an umbrella and I started using the umbrella for a cane. So for three days in the middle of the trip, I was limping around in it with a cane, with a drink in one hand, limping around the resort, <laughs> playing all these games, doing all this shit, drinking, like having to go to the bar. So I was, I was like the penguin going, rah, give me another drink. Rah, rah, rah. So, so everyone started to like me and uh, especially the staff. And then I started to do karaoke like that and, and uh, feed into the character, had like second and third dinner i was i was wasting so much food and oh shit even ordering room service every night even though i don't eat it just because i'm like i have to spend those money i have to i have to have to get to room service i was a fucking glutton a fucking glutton a limping penguin looking son of a bitch and then one of the nights i decided to stream because that's bright and i'm streaming around walking around like an asshole Great times, and I, I'm sorry for anyone who had to listen to that live stream. It's gone. It's never deleted, but it's, uh, it's, it's private. Maybe I'll release it at some point for uh, if anyone wants to watch it, or I'll watch it and do live commentary of it. So it was, uh, yep, I was being... You weren't lying about Uncle Phil becoming creeper and creeper. Oh, yeah, it was a cane. I was pimping. I was pimping it around. I was wearing a hat too, uh, this white sort of pimp top hat, and I was wearing a suit coat every night because it was it was drunk. Made really good friends with this dude from Chile, and he was there with his wife and a bunch of their friends. Uh, really great guy, and ended up drinking, hanging out with them a lot, hanging out with this other couple of shit ton, and this and. Uh, but a bunch of really good good folks, and that's what happens when you go on vacation. You but you end up budding up with the a certain group of people, and it definitely helped that Stephanie kicked ass in karaoke, and she was kind of the karaoke queen every every night that we were there, and uh, we went to all these freaking shows. And like I said, I kind of made friends with a couple members of the staff. This this guy Amory that run ran the coffee shop. And me and him became really good friends. We went through a crazy situation one night that maybe I'm not drunk enough to tell that story. But a really fucked up situation happened one night with me and this me and this dude and this and this girl. And it was it's uh it's it's a funny story. I'll, I'll, I have to take at least one or two shots before uh, before I tell a story like that. But great times. And as I said, I ended up one night with some of the staff members taking shots and. Uh, a lot of great people there and a lot of good vibes. Can't say enough awesome things. If anyone happens to ever check this out that I bumped into in there, thank you. Because I told you about this fucking show. So maybe some of you guys are out there in the live motherfucking chat or in the comment section. So zippity doo da zippity yay. It was the one you showed Stefan or Bikini that was the best live stream hands down. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, that's we did when we were walking through on our way out. Those are uh, please stay tuned for the uh, slideshow to stay that see that stuff. You know it, Tom. Tom knows what goes on. Tom was there. Tom was videotaping the whole situation. Everyone on cruises enjoys sandwiches, especially when you stop off the Bahamas, Jamaica's thank God for vaporizers. It wasn't that I had I the hippie swagger, I would say my advantage at a place like that was that I didn't I was the only long hair there as far as I can tell. So I stood out. So people were like, oh, I saw you last night doing nervous. So people were kind of nice to me like that. You're, there's something friendly about you. I just need to talk to you. I was like, do you want to get to know me? There's nothing fucking friendly about me. I'm a fucking asshole. And they're like, no, you're not an asshole. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't Elvis voice right there. It makes no sense. But as I start to wrap up, I just, like I said, this was going to be a very quick stream, 10, 15 minutes at most, but. <laughs> Swinging already, Timo? Hey, like I said, I'm not drunk enough yet to start telling tales. No. Just because I said crazy adventure with me and a guy and a girl, you, you, you and your sick minds. Of course that's what happened, but you don't want to hear about that. You don't want to hear about the tale of the, the Colombian porn star and the coffee maker. You don't want to hear about that. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> That's a couple of spins of the wheel, a couple of shots. I'll be making shit up. But yeah, this 20-minute streams. Uh, yeah, I'm starting to wrap up, I guess. And you're pretty low-key, but super fun and approachable, which is what drunk people want when they're on vacation. It, I guess that's true. And I'm one of those people that kind of makes eye contact. I smile. I say hi to everybody. In some contexts, that seems awkward and seems weird. But when you're at a casino or when you're on vacation, that's why I'm probably the friendliest vacation person you'll meet. I'm one of those. I'm not sort of in your face like, like, hey, let's hang out. But... I do butt into conversations occasionally and and instigate myself or or run court at the bar and basically do this, do my show for people. I was like I said, I was I was this. I was talkative and goofy and and then a couple of situations got way into like Game of Thrones discussions and Better Call Saul discussions with people and people saying oh similar things like oh I didn't think I'd get to talk about Game of Thrones on this trip. How excited are you? You know, that sort of stuff. You need to tell this porn star story. Jim Madden says, I had long hair once and the guy was shocked. I wasn't a musician. I was like, nah, I wish. That's what happens. Well, they, people just come up to you and uh, I know firsthand. I mean, I can answer that question, yes. But a lot of people do just come up. They go, are you a musician? Do you do this? Do you do that? <laughs> not Nas. I mean, Nas is awesome, but not Nas. Shots for stories. Come on, Timo. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't pandering for a, uh, for a donation there. You don't. You don't even know it's gonna land on shot. And you don't want to hear that stupid story anyway. I, I. That's a story for a different different occasion. Holy shit. You have this. I'm not a creepy serial killer vibe, Phil. That that actually leads into part of that part of that story. Uh, the uh, the the the. 
the coffee story. Oh, fuck Timo. <laughs> fuck Timo. What's, and I'm not saying this because of any other reason. Timo also has a couple of other ones. Like for every month of being a Patreon fan, I want to give everyone one free spin of the wheel. So, so Timo technically has, has like more than just one spin here. But let's see. Wait, I reserve the right to choose. Holy fuck. Timo. Here we go. No, 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 no whammies. No whammies. Do not land on shot. No one wants to no one wants me to drink. No one wants me to drink. A trumpet solo. I can play a trumpet solo at fucking one in the morning. What the fuck? What the fuck? I gotta do a respin. Respin. Or I owe you a trumpet solo. Where's my pen? O Timo one trumpet solo. Oh my gosh, you know you really want to tell a story anyways. No, I, do I really want to take a shot? Timo is bae. Timo, it's, I have to shove something down my pants. So I'm going to put my drum key down my pants. That's just a silly one anyway. I don't even know why. But what did I pick? I, because of Tim. I love you, Tim. But uh, shove something down my spin. Respin. People like respin for, the sh respin for a shot. There we go. Last, last spin. Last spin. Last spin. I love the spins, and I'm, I'm not committing to it, but I want to give Timo what she wants. It said, okay, final, and the third one we got, it's Joe take a shot. Joe isn't here, so Phil has to take a shot. Fuck you. Fuck you, motherfucking assholes. Doesn't mean I'm telling a fucking story. Doesn't mean I'm telling a story, but Timo, Timo, you were amazing. As always, thank you for being our number one supporter, and I, and yeah, th thank you. Mm. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, Timo remembers. Timo remembers. We have to watch Fear the Walking Dead. But what I want to do is I owe Timo. I owe Timo a trumpet solo. Trumpet solo. And I also owe Timo something down my pants oh something down my pants for timo oh wait 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 a minute i told you timo now that i'm now that i'm officially married i become even more creepy uncle phil one shot one shot you put one fucking shot into me i turn into creepy uncle ketchup <laughs> and i'm you can squeeze my packet all night long fuck it did not sound good it didn't didn't feel good either it's, it's just feeding into my... I basically don't want to drink. I, I said when I came back I wasn't going to drink till Game of Thrones started. And then I, and I do these streams and this fucking wheel. Me and my stupid... <laughs> stupid wheel. Yes, any amount. I'm not going not gonna to suggest donating. But any amount uh, equals a spin. So as I start to wrap things up, thank you everyone for tuning tune into these issue, this issues program. This is something, again, I talk about this a lot, but I'm going to try to do these a little bit more if you guys don't mind these kind of streams. They come out here with, excuse me, limited things planned, just a few points on a piece of paper and <laughs> that shot did not sit well. And a few points on a piece of paper. And just kind of babble in a lot of different kind of directions. Take questions, go go off. I like doing these kind of things. They're more like the old podcast that I used to do. And now that I actually have some friends to listen, it's not just me talking to basically my my aunt. 
<laughs> the old play, it would just be me ranting to my aunt. Oh, July 16th, motherfuckers. These streams are the best. Cannot wait for Game of Thrones. We're so close to Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, I can smell it. And as I mentioned, we're going to start doing the recaps every week on Sundays. Hopefully, Joe will be able to join us for all of them and or at least every other one. I know Carmine will be joining us for some of them as well. Maybe The Walking David for a couple to get our team back together. Um, I don't know if Katie will be joining us this season. Hopefully, she will. But she's been very, very busy with school and work and such, getting her stuff together. So that's why Katie hasn't been a part of the stream as much. She needs to kind of step away to uh, to focus on doing some other things right now. But hopefully, she'll be able to stick her beak in during the Game of Thrones season as well. Then we're going to have our feedback show every week where hopefully you guys will leave us some voicemails or some emails or some text messages or something with with uh, topics or at least uh, keeping the keeping it pushing during the live motherfucking chat and uh, private messaging during the show and on those on those feedback shows every week I'll try to bring a different guest in maybe bring a different Game of Thrones uh, YouTube personality in on those possibly have Carmine on one of those he might bring one of his friends over I, I can't announce anything official yet but we're, we're gonna try to wrangle Carmine to bring his podcasting partner to do a feedback show over but uh so we'll see if that can be arranged that's all about time schedules because of time zones and shit like that but we'll we'll see about that also have a couple of other uh, Nick from History Buffs will hopefully be joining us and a couple of other random people Tony I'm gonna uh, try to see if we can get Tony on one, maybe Kyle on one, maybe Johnny on one, and uh, maybe Kyle and Johnny on the same one. Maybe we'll we'll double up on a couple. And then I'm going to be doing one solo Game of Thrones cast probably on Fridays or uh, Saturdays or something like the day before, which is more of sort of a prediction, me just babbling a little bit, um, doing a trailer trailer reaction of sorts to uh, and thinking about what I'm thinking think is going to happen in the next week's episode. So, and then we'll try to have some other stuff in between there, some Soprano reviews, some other random stuff too. But that's what's basically going to be going on during Game of Thrones season. We're going to be try to try to do that all seven weeks of the season, bringing you, uh, bringing you as much Game of Thrones coverage as I can squeeze in there because I know we're, we lax on it in the off season because it hurts so much. And there's so many other channels doing so many great things with theories and thoughts and off season coverage. It's, uh, it's it's uh, don't want to overkill it, <laughs> but uh, but in between seven and eight, hopefully we'll be out with that. But during the season, we're going to try to maximize it and get as many shows as possible. One man show. Phil just needs more sandwiches. I got to at least do the one man show at least once a week for whatever it's worth. It's a different kind of thing. I love having guests. I love having Joe, me and Joe. Like if I could, I, I could do podcasts with Joe for a billion hours a day and love every second of it. But I am like such a goofy, ridiculous motherfucker. If I don't have at least one show a week that I do with me just babbling by myself, it's it's kind of tough. It, I feel I feel I feel like there's some evil gremlin with a stripe on its head inside of me that wants to strike his way out of it and it's just like talk, 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 talk. Or if I don't do this show, like. Like I said, I was talking on vacation because I needed to get this talking out somewhere because Stephanie doesn't want to hear this shit. My friends in real life don't want to hear this shit. My friend Nick, my friend you, they, they look at me like, holy shit, you talk this much? What the fuck? Uh, they don't want to hear it. Joe kind of lets me get away with it because he does. And in, real, and in real life, I'm very, very, Joe's pretty quiet in real life. And I'm just like talking all the time. He's like, yeah, dude, yeah, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, or with when I'm with John uh, Tuck and I like talk 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 talk. But no one really wants to hear my shit, so I appreciate you guys being being my secondary therapists with my reg mixed in with my regular therapist. Who fucking hates me? Because she doesn't want to hear me talk either. J-Mad says, I got to send me thinking about Game of Thrones. Damn, I'm so hyped right now. Stop giving me the tingles of excitement. It's 1 a.m. Damn it. No more Game of Thrones talk. Timo, I love giving you the tingles. But, sorry, that's tingles making me think of uh, uh, Zelda again now. It's making me miss my Switch already. And I want to play tingle. I want to be tingle. I load show bashes so that stream will be a little hard. Uh on the temperament. I have a semi thinking of uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> hey, he does, but my positivity will my positivity will smash them. And like I said, nothing nothing set in stone. It's uh it's it's something I'm hopefully going to tr try to be able to do or try try my best to make happen. Like I said, there's a few other people. And I know not everyone I'm talking about or everyone to have on are the biggest fans of the show, but you know what? I'm going to kill I'm going to kill them with my positivity. I'm going to slap my positivity right across people's faces and they're not going to be able to deal. <laughs> How can you? You might just be annoyed and roll your eyes, but that's that. That's the reaction. No, uh, I, I'm I'm very excited to talk to anybody that's willing to uh, to come on the show or have me on their show. As as everyone knows, I'm uh, no, no place is too big or too small for me to, for me to what to want to talk. I'm a fucking uh, blah 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 blah. I like talking to people, so I'm eager to uh, definitely talk to a lot of people with different opinions than me. And, and uh, get involved. There's a lot of fun stuff on the horizon. I know uh, not to talk too much. Tony's got a really cool thing in the works. He's trying to put together uh, with a bunch of channels. So hopefully that will come together too. And definitely want to do more things with Tony in the future. Uh, Tony and I have been in some discussions about uh, doing some more projects together as well. So I know a couple of people have sent me a message and sent Tony messages about wanting to see us do more stuff together. And, and that, that's definitely coming. So, uh, so look forward to that as well. And please smash them with positivity. Speak for your audience, your subs, a little advice you didn't ask for. Exactly. Hey, Phil, why don't you do more of this shit like you and Joe do with Spaceballs? What the fuck's it called? Live commentaries. We will do more of those. It's it's hard because I'm not sure if uh, if people like those. We'll definitely do more of those, the live commentaries. Um, it's the hardest part I find doing those is getting the people to actually come out of my house, come to my house. Joe, uh, Joe Joe's a homebody more than anything, and getting him to come over is tough, but... Uh, but yeah, hopefully we'll do uh, a lot more of those over the summer. Maybe, maybe uh, a couple here and there. But uh, I definitely would love to do more commentaries. I want to think of a better. I gotta get a better mirror and get a little bit better of a process of doing that. But we did a couple. Of, we did uh, the last Soprano episode review. We did a big commentary where I had my cousin Craig and cousin Pete and and uh, a couple of other guests in here to do and Matt and Stephanie to do uh, the Soprano reviews. So we'll be doing more commentary soon too. A throbbing, big, flipping, disgusting vein of negativity. Oh, I mean positivity, whatever. 
You guys are amazing, and thank you so much for checking out this live stream. If you haven't already and you enjoyed it, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button, and uh, I will talk to you guys next time. If I'm not on before then, maybe I might take you guys on my walk with Lotus tomorrow or something, something stupid like that, do a daily issue or something. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't fucking know. But if I don't talk to you before then, I'll be on Monday evening after the Better Call Saul season finale. And then again next week to talk about some other stuff. I, I, have, a, I have to spend the night on Tuesday in a fucking hospital for a sleep study because I have my snoring. Yeah, I snore like a motherfucker. Any of you people that had fantasies of resting your head next to me at night, you don't want to do that. I snore like a motherfucker apparently. So I have to go for a snorry sleep study. Well, I don't know what they're fucking going to do. They're going to probe me and touch me. And, and at least I'm hoping. At this point, I'm like kind of hoping, you know. But they're going to do all sorts of awful stuff to me. But, but no, Wednesday, if I'm not too fucking tired, maybe Joe and I will do a afternoon stream. And we got to do a couple of uh, get hype for Game of Thrones. And then I'm hopefully the Oz stream maybe next Thursday, maybe next week around this time. We'll do... Uh, do the, do the Oz stream? <laughs> I'm asking you, maybe next Thursday around this time? Maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll, we'll see about how, how, the schedule, how my schedule works. It might be the week after that. But definitely some more stuff coming up in the future. And I, and I love how if anyone's listening to this like years later, which you can listen to these podcasts a year later. It's fine. As, they're like, Tuesday? What the fuck are you talking about? I really should give dates. <laughs> so people... So people are like, oh, I don't, I'm not listening to that shit. I, I turned on Tuesday and uh, they, it, it says you're dead. It says you've been dead for 47 years, Phil. What the fuck? Dude, I've been fucking podcasting in this fucking cellar for 47 fucking years, dude. Oz stream is happening. I mentioned this earlier, but you can see it in the back there. I also got a drum set. I cannot play a drum solo tonight because <laughs> it's late at night, but in some daytime streams, I will... Uh, I'll definitely, once I get a little bit of practice in there, do some more uh, drumming. I'm going to be in a band again soon, dude. I'm playing in a fucking band. We're writing some fucking songs from Boston. That's how my stepfather talks. That's that's the Boston accent. And um, people, people ask me for it. I, I'll put it on sometimes. <laughs> yep, the hell, the hell you, the shield. We got Gus Fring's face back there. You guys don't often see that part of the uh, that part of part of the room. Let me move move this shit over here and uh, Captain Cisco, Captain Cisco, move, move, my friend. Yes, yes, we got the uh, we got the new uh, the new drum set. <laughs> Opens the room up a little bit. But yes, Phil, you're gonna sleep with a fighter pilot's mask on, of course. I'm gonna have to sleep. I'm gonna have to sleep with the uh, the CPAP machine. I'm gonna be like Darth Vader. I actually don't think so. I think it's just one of those things that happens more when I'm uh, when I'm a little drinky. But it's gonna be a night. Hopefully, they'll let me sneak out and do a sandwich. Otherwise, I'm not sleeping. <laughs> he does talk with the dude from the. St He's like, dude. Working at the gas station for 47 years, smoking fucking Marlboros, fucking drinking Budweiser's, dude. The fucking guy came in here, fucking punched me in the motherfucking face, dude. 
Dude, it fucking sucks, dude. The fucking Doug Flutie there. He fucking threw the pass, dude. Fuck. <laughs> I know. I don't hate The Walking Dead. I have a poster. That poster is from the lovely uh, Ren Renwood. Sent me that poster. Thank you, Ren. I have a couple of Walking Dead posters hanging up in the room, actually. I have a Terminus one. Like, you guys can't see it, but right there. <laughs> Which is a really cool poster. And there is also a Daryl poster, which you can see in the shot right now, but he is being hidden. It's like we're playing Weir's Waldo for Daryl, but he is somewhere in the room right now. Mm-hmm. It could be something simple like that. So we shall see. Creepy Uncle Phil's reviews when he gives his thoughts on classic gore porn splatter films and shit. Trauma films. This is Phil. This is Phil on Trauma. The trauma films. <laughs> but everyone, thank you so much for hanging out with me this evening. It's always a pleasure to talk to all you guys. And I will be back very, very soon. Again, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, share it with a friend. Timo, thank you so much for your love and donations and keeping the, keeping the wheel spinning. Fuck. Did it really do that? Uh, fortunately, I don't have any more alcohol. I just spun the wheel again for you and it landed on shot again. I think the wheel's fucking broken. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Talk to you soon. I'm standing on Sam and legs spread apart. Care about the vine that is your line that used to be mine, so I drag it down the line. <laughs> Ha ha ha.